Stand to your feet. Let's, let's, let's get on in the scriptures. Let's dive on in. It, uh, we, we're back in Proverbs 31, and I'm excited about this. How many of you ladies are excited about God ministering to you in this series? Amen. Amen. The Lord is good. I'm going to start off in verse 17, and you know how we do. You keep on. We're going from 17 to 31. Let's get it. Uh, she dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. Keep going. Amen. Amen. Well, today uh, in, in our series, we're talking about redeemed value, part three, redeemed value, part three. Father, we honor you. Thank you again for the opportunity to gather. What a phenomenal uh, 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 God that you are and that you provide clarity on every single area of our lives. Uh, the Bible covers, at least in principle, everything in our lives. And I'm thankful that you cover womanhood that you cover the idea of what it looks like when Christ gets to women, changes their lives and transforms them into the image of Christ. And God, today I, I can't, you know, as every time I, I stand up, I am incapable in my ability with education and mentoring, all of that stuff you've invested without the power of the Spirit. I am just a motivational speaker. Um, but with the power of the Spirit, I am a gospel preacher. So, Lord, I, I decrease right now in Jesus' name. You take over and saturate me with the power of your spirit. Open up the hearts of your people that they may be, men and women, be absolutely uh, uh, passionate and driven to hear from God as hearts that have fertile soil, to hear everything that you have for us, Lord God, and, and be willing uh, to, to internalize and be transformed by your word. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your, in your sight. Somebody say, oh, God, our strength. Our Redeemer, in whom we trust. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody agree with that? Say it. Everybody say it. All right, you may be seated. You may be seated. Uh, we, we are in our sixth week, uh, uh, or sixth or seventh, I think, something like seventh week, uh, in our series on uh, Eve Redeemed and, 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 and talking about um, the, the, this, this, this frontier ministry of the soul of biblical womanhood. Uh, 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 and within that series, the last few weeks, including this one, we've gone into a section on redeemed value, where, where we look to the gospel and the person of Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross 
and his resurrection to restore value to womanhood. There are so many things in our society that would attempt to substandardize femininity and the value that women have before God. And, 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 be, and because of that, Christ, one of the applications of his death is, 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 that, is that he wants to restore value to God's creation. Amen, somebody. And, 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 and in him restoring value, even though he has restored your value, functionally and positionally, if you've trusted him by grace alone, through faith alone, through Christ, if you trusted him, ladies, your value has been restored. However, practically, the, the, the reality of that restoration hasn't fully revealed itself. So you're in a process called sanctification. Somebody say sanctification. By which he's growing you up to recognize the value that his death provided to restore in you. Now, that's why you're in a day-by-day process of sanctification by which he takes you from spiritual infancy to spiritual Okay, and so because of that reality, you are in this process. And so as we come to Proverbs 31, we talked about the first time about the woman of excellence or the redeemed Eve brings value to every sphere of her life. My wife and I have been watching this show called Once Upon a Time. Um, and we've been liking that, John. We, we, we're addicted to the show. Um, we sit, she get her little uh, 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 tea, and I get some coffee, whatever. We sit down, plat out, watch the show. Uh, cover, cover on, you know, she got to have her little blanket on her and everything, and, you know, cuddle up all next to a brother and everything. You know, I'll be like, all right, you know, come on closer, you know. Um, you know, and, and, we, and, we, and we sitting down watching the show. And, and, and there's one character in particular that, 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 that Midas and, and, and wherever Midas goes, whatever he touches turns to gold. Uh, 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 um, every, everything that he touches, wherever he goes, if he puts a certain type of hand on it. Now, now, he can touch some things, but then he can touch some things. So there's two types of touch. There's a touch, then there's a touch. And, 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 and Midas, in doing that, transforms something, no matter what it is, he transforms its value into something better than what it was before he touched it. Well, God has put in the sphere of biblical femininity that you are able to have the spiritual Midas touch on every single environment that you go into. And so God has given you the grace to touch, but then to touch everything that is around you by his grace to bring a, pe- a, a, a great amount of value to every sphere. And so we saw first that she brought a value to her relationship with her husband. We saw that where he values her so much that, that he trusts her with everything within his sphere of influence and in the household. But then we also saw uh, th- that she brings value to her home. And next, next now, we're going to move from just what she brings value to. I got two points today. I'll be out your way. The first point today is the redeemed Eve values diligence. The, the redeemed Eve values diligence. Okay? Now, 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 now this is interesting here because, because, because in verse 17 it says, she dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable, her lamp does not go out. She puts her hands to the distaff, and her hands hold the spindle. Now, 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 right here, as we look at this, 
These are very, very practical things in her life that, that, that she brings value to, and, 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 but, but also how she works diligently at these things. Now, this diligence by which she uh, uh, lives out bringing value to every area of her life comes from strength. Somebody say strength. Now, 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 now this is interesting here because the word for strength here means vigor of activity. It means the best uh, it means the best of your years. It, it almost points to that category of the youthful years of life. The, the word is used that way in Proverbs uh, uh, 5, uh, verses, 15, uh, uh, verses about around the 10th verse, of the man in the best of his youth giving the best of himself to his wife. And, 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 and here, this diligence talking about that there's not an age bracket of strength for a woman because it transcends age, diligence transcends it. And this strength is what fuels her in every sphere of her life to bring value to every single area of her life. And so this strength is actually soul furniture, if you will, that helps her to be able to do well. Now, so, now some people believe that this is talking about her working out. This ain't, you know, it's talking about she strengthens her arms. That's not what this is talking about here. Now, you do need to work out. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going to talk about that in about five minutes, all right? Um, so we'll, we'll talk about don't, don't get mad at me. Send me no hate mail, Pastor. You all, see, you always got to add to the text some more application that's more about what you want than what the Lord wants. Let me tell you something. Don't, don't send me no emails, all right? All right? But, 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 but strength, strength, this strength here it, it, is what, it, it's, it's the sense in which she has a lot to do. <laughs> Y'all ain't going to talk back. She, she got a lot to do. And, when, and, she, and the idea is when she gets up, she got a lot on her mind because she got work, she got jokers, she got cheerings, she got a husband, she got an environment. And so it almost seems like she could just push snooze over and over and over again, not because she's tired, but she wants to postpone getting in to that, I wish I had some help. And, 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 but, but, but instead of retreating from the hardship of the day, she strengthens herself. Oh, y'all ain't going to help me. And, 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 and what, she, what she does is she, she doesn't strengthen herself from strength that she has in herself. Oh, my God. She strengthens herself from the strength that the covenant-keeping God brings to her life. In other words, she, she, she gets up in the morning. She says, Lord, here we go. Another day. God, you know what I got in the day in Jesus' name? She got her tea in her hand, walking all around, and everybody else sleeps. She said, God, it's 5 a.m. You know I didn't want to get up, but I love you, Lord, and I'm up today. And I'm pulling on the strength that I need. My arms need strength. My heart needs strength. My mind needs strength. You know my mouth needs strength. Lord, I need some strength. <laughs> I need some strength today. And so what she begins to do is she draws on the covenant-keeping God who gives strength to the weary. Uh, he said, they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. In, in, in other words, she gets up and waits on him so that she can, because she's weary. Because the later it's going to say she was up late anyway, but she also rises up early. And she said, Lord, you don't only got two and a half hours of sleep. And I barely slept because I had so much on my mind that stopped me from being able to actually go to sleep. But I believe you today, God. And, and, and she strengthens herself with this. And, and, and she sees this strength 
And, 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 and she sees her soul as a boutique. And, uh, uh, let, me, let me explain. Uh, boutique is different than a, um, than a department store. Because a department store has a lot of financial levels of options of things that you can buy unless you go to Neiman Marcus, right? Um, that's next level, $10,000 for a shirt. Anyway, whole nother sermon. <laughs> but, 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 but a boutique, when you go into a boutique, it doesn't have much space in it. Small. But the items in there are of great quality. And the items in there are such great quality that vendors that the person buy from, the boutique owner buys from, only gives it to them so that that boutique uniquely displays items that nobody else can get. And, 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 and what they do is when you go in, everything inside of the boutique is quality. So, so, so she seeks, or the boutique owner seeks to only get items uh, that have in-depth quality, not weak stuff in it, because the boutique needs strength beyond the department store. See, the department store got a whole lot of stuff in it, but it's, everything ain't that valuable. But, but, but even though the boutique doesn't have that much room in it, everything inside of the boutique is of great quality, and it shows, and, 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 and because each item is unique, it almost jumps off the hanger as you listen. Let me tell you, ladies, the strength that God provides is a boutique item for your soul. And, and, and what you are supposed to do, you're supposed to go to him to get hung inside of your soul. All of those things that give strength, all of those things that show him off, all of those things that are of great quality. You might not have that much room inside of you, but I'm just trying to let you know that what you have inside of you, based on the gospel, is quality. And so she strengthens her soul boutique with the strength that only God can give. It says, it says also, and she perceives merchandise. She perceives her merchandise is profitable, and her lamp does not go out at night. <clears throat> this is interesting because basically this woman values diligence so much that she writes down what her value is. And what I mean by value here is what God has given her in her sphere. That means gifts and talents she's clear on. And because she's clear on her gifts and talents, she invests in the profitability of those talents being maximized for the glory of the living God. That's why it says she perceives that her merchandise, this euphemistically, this of course points to her, you know, doing work. We'll see the spindle and the distaff in a second. But more broadly than just clothing that she would make and blankets and beds and all of these things that she can make. It applies more broadly to any woman recognizing what she has. And, and being diligent to invest in what she has. You don't have to be married to invest in what God has given you. I'm, I'm by myself. Um, um, there are gifts and talents that God has given to you that you are playing around with, but that because you, you have, listen, God redeemed your value, but he also gave you things that add to and reflect the value that he's given you. I'm by myself. And, and, and so it says her lamp does not go out. That points to the diligence that she's into and in making sure that she's all about investing in what God has invested in her. 
That's why you need a husband when you get married who invests in what God has invested in you, not just want you to invest in him. But it's beautiful that God gives you the grace for a man to free you up. How do I get, where am I getting this from in the text? She's talking to Lemuel, her son, about a woman. He trusts her with everything. With his resources, she uses those resources to grow. A household, ladies, should be set up for you to grow, to be set up for you to win, for you to be able to maximize everything that God has. Now, that, that, now somebody said, well, he's a, she's a helpmate to him. Well, every husband and wife, this is practical, this is for free. Every husband and wife ha, ha, may have different gifts that don't intersect. And just because they don't intersect doesn't mean that they're not on the same page, not walking in oneness. It just means that God has given them two unique gift sets that need investing in, i.e. him investing in her and her allowing that investment to be maximized for the glory of God and for the glory of the household and later for the glory of God in the context that God has sent her to. So profitable. She perceives that her stuff is profitable. Her lamp doesn't go out. She puts her hands to the distaff and holds her hands to the spindle. I like that. That, that, that's, that's, a, that's a vigorous instrument that is used to spun. She takes different wools, linens to create items. And, 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 and basically, the distaff, uh, they're always trying to figure out what this is. But we know that it's the working of the hands. I don't know if y'all ever seen one of them things that work your forearms, a little joint, that's shaped like a V, and you do like that with it, and it work your forearms, you keep doing, you keep doing. The, the spindle works that way. And, 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 and in it pointing to the, woman's work, the woman working with her hands like this and getting that together and doing it for a while points to the diligence and endurance and durability that she has in her womanhood to be diligent with everything that God has placed in her sphere. In, in, in other words, she has, in, okay, y'all looking at me funny. Let me see if I can make a plan. You know, I'll be, be working out at LA Fitness, you know, got my little membership and everything. You know, and so sometimes I'm on a treadmill. And I'm, I, I really don't like it when I'm on the treadmill. I like when everybody covers their treadmill with the towel. Because, see, that helps me to focus on what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? But every now and then, one of them little women be on another jump. Their jump be like 15 miles an hour, 10 miles and counting, 1,000 calories burnt. So I'm on my jump. You know what I'm saying? I'm, running, pow, pow, pow. and then I'm like, dang, man, she's killing me right now, man. Man, I know I done lost some weight, but man, I, I, I'm pushing mine up. So I start going like this. Pow, 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 pow. And she's just going, she's just looking, listening to some music, going like this. Pow, pow, pow. Ain't stopped in 45 minutes. I mean, ain't wiped sweat, nothing. And, and I'm, I'm like, what in the world makes this woman able to just be on this treadmill? It'd be two of them beside me. And then, and then they won't even look at me. I'd be looking at theirs. I'd be looking at theirs. And they'd just be gone, 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 gone. And I say, I say, I'm going to try to do it. I'm like this. I'm on that joint like this. And then I'm like, and then I'm like, I'm pushing that joint down. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, 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 so, and, so, and so I know the people behind me laughing their behinds off, right? But, um, but, 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 but somebody, you know, my wife weren't trying, I've heard people talk about this second wind thing. And I hadn't experienced the anointing of the second wind yet. <laughs> All right, but, but, but as I've developed my cardiovascular development, I, I was running one day and I felt like I needed to push it on cool down. 
But I don't know what happened this one day. A gulp of breath. See, my lungs were like, E, you tripping right now. <laughs> we ain't been here before, all right? But all of a sudden, I felt like breath, a new breath got breathed into me. And I was like, whoo. I was like, dang, that's kind of dope. And so I kept running, doing my thing. Then I was ready to stop there. Boom, another burst of breath came into me. Then I kept running, and boom, another breath. What happened was, is because of the strength that was being supplied to me, based on running and endurance being built up, what happens is, is it gives me more wind to keep moving forward. Listen, let me tell you something. Her, the distaff and the spindle is, is, is her uh, cardiovascular development of the soul, lady. And let me tell you something, if you keep walking with God and enduring with him and you endure to the end, why? Because God says, God tells you and lets you know that he supplies strength. That's why the testing of your faith produces endurance. And it says, let endurance have its perfect work in you. Why? Because you counted it all joy. Now, as you're out there and you're running on the game of life and you're in the marathon of life, God over and over and over and over and over and over again puts weights on you intentionally so that joy can supersede your cardiovascular level of development. And so that means that you're able to get a second win, not from yourself, but the Holy Ghost every now and then will provide a win that you, you didn't know where. You got, you, some of y'all got strength out of nowhere. I don't know where it came from. I was ready to give up. I was on my left. But somehow, while you were on the spindle and distaff of your soul, God blew new breath in you that gave you a propelling forward. And some of y'all give up too early because your wind was coming. I wish I had help. Your wind, usually, your wind is usually right around the corner, but you got to keep running. I, I, that's why the day to wait upon the Lord shall renew. Why? Because they keep on running. Because they keep on going because they're not using the strength that they have to run. They're using the covenant-keeping strength of the covenant-keeping God to move them forward. And so that's, that's what she does. Her, her hand is on that thing. But then look down in verse 27. It says, she looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Uh-oh. In other words, this woman isn't bored. Now, she has a lot of workers. You saw that earlier. In verse 14, you saw she has a lot of workers. She has maidens that work for her. But it's interesting that even though she has maidens and nannies and all of these different things, she didn't just say, well, I'm going to go shopping since the ladies are doing No, she said she, she could have been free from being diligent in particular areas, but she didn't let anyone be a woman in her household for her. <laughs> And so she doesn't eat the bread of idleness. That points to the fact that she's eating bread that she didn't work for. She's willing to work. She's willing to work and, 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 and be diligent for the living God in every single area of her life. Check it out. It says in Proverbs 4, uh, uh, 12, 24, it says, The hand of the diligent will rule, while the sorrowful will be put to forced labor. Proverbs 13, 4 says, the soul of the sluggard cra it craves and gets nothing, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. That idea of richly supplied means to make fat, which brings me to my next point, last, last point but not least, and then I'm out of your way. So we saw 
that uh, uh, the, the, this, this redeemed Eve, she values diligence. She values, I mean, there's no way of looking at that, this passage and not seeing the fact that she values diligence. But not only does she value diligence, num, 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 number two, and I'm out your way, the redeemed Eve brings value to her city. The redeemed Eve brings value to her city. Look at, look at verse 20. It says, she opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. This is booming right here. Because as, as, as highfalutin and sadiddy as she is, she doesn't see her stuff only for her household. But, but, but she, wants to, she wants to look beyond her household to see how she can help somebody else. Uh, uh, it says she opens her hands to the poor. Now, you have to understand a theology of the poor in light of the broader covenant of Tanakh. Now, in, in, in Leviticus, there was this Levirate law that they had. And under the Levirate law, you were not supposed to glean the edges of your land. And the reason why you were supposed to glean, uh, not, not glean the edges of your land is so that whether you were rich or poor or, or, or middle class, whatever, when somebody, when a stranger from another country walks past, they were able to feast on the edges of your land so that they recognized, and the word gets out that go to Israel, y'all, because they're generous. Go to Israel because they show grace and mercy. And so a lot more people that weren't a part of the covenant community comes around the covenant community and near the covenant community because of the generosity of the covenant community. But when they rub up against the covenant community, they get the covenant-keeping information that connects them more than with the handout, but one day when they get in covenant with God, they're going to put their hands up. I wish I had some help. Why? Because the purpose of mercy ministry, the purpose of giving, the purpose of servicing the, 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 those who are weak and, and don't have is to build Build a bridge for the lostness. Why? So that you can have common ground with the broken and left out and destitute. And so this woman had missiological purpose. That means she saw herself as a missionary. She, she saw that missions was not just something we do, but she knew that missions is what she is. Missions is an identity. That, that, I remember my mom. Back in the day, you know, my mom, my mom was, uh, you know, interesting woman back in the day. She was just a different breed. You know, she was 50 years old when she had me. All my friends' parents, you know, were like 20, 30 years old, you know, so they were more like big brother, big sister to me. My mom was old. People used to think she was my grandmother. But it was interesting um, because, you know, we, you know, we lived in the hood, but, you know, I didn't really know we was in the hood, you know, when we grew up. I didn't really know, you know. And so, um, you, 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 you know, now the neighborhood's totally different. But it was some. It was some. It was some people in the neighborhood back in the day. They 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 were all. They, see, we don't do this no more. They come knock on your door with with a cup, and they want some sugar. They don't borrow sugar no more, and flour. You know, and eggs and milk. You know, they making something. How you? This is without. How you? I mean, usually before you make something, you lay everything out. They said I was in the midst of baking a cake and I ain't got no flour. So I don't know why, but they always came to the Mason household. And my mother was one of those older seasoned saints that didn't just let you come get something from her. When you came across her, she, became, she went from Miss Mason to Mother Mason. And so when, when they came to Mother Mason's house, um, 
they pretty much knew that when you borrow something, you're going to get you a word. <laughs> I wish I had some help right there. And so, and so they said, Mother Mason, can I borrow some flour? And, and she, she'd be like, yeah, baby, come on in. You know, and she, and she was going to put some theological uh, 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 ramifications on you so that she can draw you in to talk to you. In some way, she's going to get you to that old rugged cross. And listen, let me tell you something. As a missionary, you see the simplest ways of connecting women as a way to be able uh, to show off and honor the goodness and glory of God in the life of someone else. Your life is not just about you spending your time for you, dressing yourself up, putting on your makeup, going to the counter, going to the weave shop, going to the, listen, let me just tell you something. Your life is more than just about you. Listen, missions is not just for men. Being a missionary in evangelism is not just about men. You are anointed by the same God with the equal ability to communicate the mysteries of the kingdom to those who are lost. So get your weight up. Get out there and get to take every opportunity that God gives to you. While your hair is getting done, talk to him about Jesus. While you're at the mat counter, talk to him about Jesus. Why are you at the beauty salon talking about Jesus? Why, why are they doing your nails and that smell is in there and everything and they talking in other languages to each other, pull them into English and talk to them about Jesus? It's a missionary. The, the, woman, the, this, the woman of excellence is always computing a way to the cross. Wish I had some help right there. And, 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 that, and that's what's beautiful about this woman, and, and, and that, 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 that it impacts her city in such a way that it says, her husband is known in the gates. Why is he known in the gates? It says, when he sits among the elders of the city. And, and, and so, so this is interesting um, because it points to respected or having renown. Now, why does he, why, now what were the gates? That was the place of greatest influence in the city. This is where, where distributed authority was given, where the men of the city met to be a witness to the outside cities and to minister judicially, judicially, um, the issues of the city, and those were the men of prominence. Now, when, when, but now, now this is interesting, though, because uh, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 4 says, points us to this idea of an excellent wife is the, is the crown of her husband. Check this out. But she who brings shame is like rottenness in his bones. Crown here emphasizes that such a wife is a symbol of honor and glory. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 11 takes us even deeper under the gospel. Check it. It says, but I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ. The head of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. Verse 7, for a man ought not cover his head since he is the image of God, but his wife or woman is the glory of the man. Now, when the man sits at the gate, uh, the, 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 the woman's reputation because of her movement throughout the city, gives him juice with other men. Uh, okay. In, 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 other, in, other words, in other words, she is a reflection of who he is. Because listen, the devil, as we saw in our first, uh, second message in the series, sought to reverse created order. He, it went from God, he wanted to make it go from God uh, uh, to, to woman. I mean, it went from God, man, uh, woman, 
children, animals. He wanted to flip it, animals, women, men. God, that's what he wanted to flip it to, even though he can't flip God in the created order ever. But he can, he know that he can manipulate the, the fallen order. Now, what the redeemed Eve recognizes is things have been flipped through Christ. So now the recognition of God being authority, the recognition of Christ being uh, authority, and Christ glorifying God and being a reflection of the invisible God, Colossians 1, and then the man under Christ being a reflexible, a reflection of the eternal seated at the right hand of the Father, Son of God, and the woman, even though she submitted to God the Father and God the Son, she's under man and reflects him. And so, therefore, from the top to the bottom, there is an investment in glory being reflected from each individual. And it's because, so, so when the church reflects God in the world, people want to know about that God. Just like when woman reflects a man in the world, guess what? Women want to know, who is she married to? But also, you got you to be careful, this for free, who you marry because you got to be careful who you reflect. Uh, but, 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 but the woman of excellence gives her husband a greater sense of value so that his mission in the city is more effective to the glory of God. Listen, listen, ladies, don't let anyone or anything tear down your value. If you know Christ, there has been phenomenal value invested in you through Jesus Christ. And because of that, you don't throw your value around and devalue yourself because you bring value. Stop trying to find value and recognize that you got value because when you try to find value, you devalue. Value is not found, it's given. Christ gave you value on the cross. And he invested in dying and being raised from the grave. Why? So that the sins of your life and your lack of value would be placed on him and he become invaluable on our behalf. So that when we believe in him, we're imputed with his value. That's the gospel. He reestablishes your value through dying for the fact that you're not. And then when he's raised from the grave with all power in his hands, that value is imputed to you to have a resurrected life of value. Because that points to the fact that Christ's death was accepted as relinquishing of the wrath of God. And because God's wrath has been relinquished for your life, that means God now values you. Did you get that? God now values you because his wrath is no longer looming over you because he imputed holiness through the death of Christ to you. And now your value isn't in your lipstick. It's not in your eyeliner. It's not in them big old eyelashes you wear. It's not in that cute shoe or that cute outfit. It's in Christ. And because of that, you're not fighting to be valuable. I don't care how many degrees you get. And out of fact, well, this ain't an equal world for women still. We got to get all we can get. Even with all you get to get common ground with the world, it still doesn't make you valuable to God. Now, that don't mean don't get yours. Get yours. But just recognize that eternal value isn't in you valuing stuff that you accumulate on walls and on your body. 
I got to keep going. <laughs> and he goes down and she says, she opens her mouth, verse 26. She opens her mouth with wisdom. And the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. We're going to talk about this in a few weeks, womanhood and discipleship. But she's a disciple maker. She shares Jesus and she shares wisdom. That means she's a disciple maker. Women should be making disciples. Women should be pointing lives into other women. Disciple making women. That means that you're not supposed to be a receiver all the time. I need a word. I need some, I need some meat for my spirit. I need, no, you need to be a word to somebody. That's a whole nother. But I'm just trying to let you know that God has appointed and anointed women to be able to be monstrositous disciple makers. She opens her mouth and trash don't come out. She opens her mouth and slander doesn't come out. She opens her mouth and curses don't come out. She opens her mouth and the wisdom of God comes out. Y'all ain't with me. But I'm just trying to let you know that Jesus said it's not what goes into a man that defiles him, but what comes out because of the source that it comes from. But this woman, because her mouth speaks wisdom, that means that wisdom is in her. So what's coming out of her is what the gospel has invested in her. I wish I had help. Listen, that's why you need your, oh God, I'm getting it. But you need soul loadage. You need your soul loaded with truth. Theology, good old-fashioned, uh, Bible-thumping theology in your spirit. Good old-fashioned, old Baptist preacher, Pentecostal shouting theology from the Bible. That means the word ain't just for the men. That's for you too. Stop being theologically lazy. Read more books than just books on women. Help me, God. Oh, God, I'm trying to get off to this point, but I'm just trying to let you know. You, oh, God, let me move. Next. Verse 28, her children rise up and call her blessed. Ain't that something? At mama's funeral, they're not grieving because she wasn't there. They rise up. They bless her because of her investment in them. Her husband also praises her. He always talking about his wife. I always get concerned when a man, I, I'm in a conversation for 10, 15, 20 minutes, and his wife don't ever, 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 ever come up. If your wife don't come up, I'm, 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 not, I'm not just concerned about her. This for free for, I'm concerned about you. I got to keep moving. It says, many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful. You can put all the oil of Olay you want on. My old heads know what I'm talking about. Oil of Olay will help you look younger too. <laughs> my wife's grandmother tell her, she said, baby, so you won't get my age and you got wrinkles on here. Every day just do like this, right this. Oh, up, up, my bad, up, 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 my bad. Up, up, I see you, Angie, up, 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 like this. You know what I'm saying? Up. You can get an iron and press out your wrinkles, but they're coming. This is just postponing wrinklage. <laughs> you can put cucumbers on your eyes. You can go to Lush. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm going to miss all the dudes. You can go to Lush and put the kale cream on your face. 
You can, you, can, you can do everything you can. You can go and sit in the sauna. You can go in there. You can, you can hydrate your skin. But let me tell you something. This outer body is decaying every single day. That's why beauty is deceitful. Because beauty can make you think you have more character than you, all, than you think you have. But, but, but the Bible says that's deceitful because you, your beauty, you can get a, t- you can get a tuck. You can get a pull-up, you can get a zip-out, you can get a hyposuction, liposuction, microsuction, tummy tuck. You can do all of that. But when you get old, that thing going to look funny because your butt. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. You're going to be like this. What's wrong with her? Oh, just some surgeries. You know what I'm saying? Listen, let me, let me, let me just tell you something. Can't even talk, how you doing? How y'all, how you doing? How you doing? Why? Because beauty is deceitful. And it's vain. We like it. And God created it. But God lets us get old. This is just my belief. God lets you get old so that the older you get, you recognize that you want to go home. You looking at me, oh, man. Maranatha. Maranatha. Come quickly up in this mug. You know what I'm saying? Woo! (laughs) But it says, but it says, but a woman, but a woman, come back, (laughs) y'all. But a woman who stands in awe of God is to be praised. A woman who's blown away by the goodness of God is to be praised. A woman that, you know, you know y- y- let me just say this. You know, me and my wife will be watching something. And it'll be bombs going off on the show and everything. And the woman will be running, ah, like this. And my wife said, now that's a good shoe. <laughs> I'm like, What? I'm like, how did all of the bombs going off? You, that's a cute purse. I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, bombs going off, hell breaking loose, and through all of that, you was able to see an item on somebody that was attractive to you. I wish I had some help. Listen, in your life, bombs dropping off, hell breaking loose, and challenges come. Somebody should be able to still look at your soul and say, that's a cute soul. That's a powerful picture. Look at, oh my God, girl, did you see what she had on in her spirit? Oh my God, look at her spirit. She's virtuous. She's, oh my God, I want some of them. I'm going to that boutique and get that. High five, girl. Listen, I'm just trying to let you know that your life should be coppable. Your life should be coppable. Why? Because you stand in awe of God. You're blown away. I'm closing. You, you're blown away by God. And you want everything that he has for you. So you vigorously move towards him by, your, by his strength and by his power, recognizing that no matter how many times you get a pedicure or a manicure, that his goodness endures forever. And that you got to recognize that when you fear him, you worship him. Not just in the gathering of the saints, but when you and him gather when you're by yourself. I got to move. I'm done. It says, give her the fruit of her hands. 
and let her works be praised in the gates. The prayer of Lemuel's mom and Lemuel is that this woman, everywhere she sows, that God would give her a return. Listen, if you're walking with Jesus, do not be weary in well-doing. <laughs> For in due season, some of y'all are discouraged. God, do you see me walking with you? God, God, God not, not just I'm trying. That don't work. Doing better doesn't work. Trying harder doesn't work. Trusting works. Anything done outside of faith is sin. Romans 14, the last verse. Ladies, you sow for your God. You invest for your king. And I'm just going to tell you one day, I can't tell you when. I ain't going to say, well, tomorrow the Lord has told me that in four weeks uh, you're going you're to receive a harvest in your spirit. God is going to take you to a whole nother level. I feel it in the spirit realm. Over here there are five women in this place uh, that I see, right? Listen, I can't promise you a timeline. But I can promise you that God does have one. And don't you get weary. Don't you stop walking with God because he didn't give you what you wanted, when you wanted, and how you wanted it. Because the woman of God who fears the Lord, I'm done. The woman of God who fears the Lord says, God, I'm tired, but I'm waiting. Do not fret because of evildoers, for the Lord laughs at their day. But those who trust in the Lord will never be disappointed. Father.